Enforcement Today radio show. I'm your host. My name's John J. Wiley. In addition to being a radio broadcaster, I'm a retired police sergeant. For the latest news articles and much more, check out our website, letradioshow.com. In the Law Enforcement Today show, we'll be joined by special guests. We'll be talking about their experiences and issues affecting law enforcement officers, first responders, their families, their community, and victims of horrendous crimes. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Our page is Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. Check out the daily articles on our website, letradioshow.com. And while you're there, download our free app. Years of working as a state trooper took its toll. And after retiring from police work, he found a unique way to help nonprofits and charities across the United States and the world. The Law Enforcement Today radio show is brought to you in part by the Help for Our Heroes program at Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725 online at helpforourheroes.com. The Help for Our Heroes program at Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for substance abuse, addiction, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Plus, they offer complete treatment for mental health issues for those without substance abuse problems. Finally, our heroes have access to a world-class program for PTSD, anxiety, depression, and more. In addition to multiple rehabilitation and holistic treatments for all those that suffer from substance abuse problems, the Help for Our Heroes program at Transformations Treatment Center is a nationally acclaimed veterans and first responders treatment program where law enforcement, firefighters, veterans, and all first responders receive the separate and highly specialized treatment they need. Their program features first responders and veterans helping first responders and veterans. Got questions? They have the answers at the Help for Our Heroes program at Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. Online at helpforourheroes.com. Calling us from the great state of Maryland, my old stomping grounds, second episode or a repeat performance of George Wooden, retired Maryland State Police Sergeant. George, thanks so much for joining us on the Law Enforcement Today show. Thank you so much, Jay. It is a pleasure to have you on the show with us, brother. And uh, first of all, folks, I want you to take note. If you are involved with a nonprofit or a charity across the United States or across the world for that matter, and if you need help with fundraising, George Wooden is the man you need to contact. Uh, his company is BW Unlimited. That's BWUnlimited.com. George, we just left a big event. I've been to two of your events, one for Police Emerald Society of Baltimore and then one for Georgia PBA at the Brothers in Blue Bash in Augusta, Georgia. Phenomenal events. Thank you. Thank you so much, man. They were incredible. Absolutely incredible. The last one was the one in Augusta, Georgia, and there was 800 people there. It was a huge party, and they were able to raise literally hundreds of thousands of dollars what being specific for their police benevolent foundation correct yeah yes and that what's the yeah, hundreds of thousands of dollars and see what here's what's most notable about it it sold out four months prior to the event actually it was heavily sponsored and what's the most important thing is because everybody will think well they've done this event for years you know 10 years 15 years it was the first time they've ever done it so to have an event that people are, are it's sold out. They're coming to the door trying to buy tickets. We can't fit any more people in the door. And they raised hundreds of thousands of dollars. I'm literally sitting here doing the financials as we speak. 
and it's just insane. And the, their success was through the roof. Not only was it a financial success for their nonprofit, it was a great time. It was the best of both worlds. I had a blast. I met so many people that I've wanted to meet forever, and I, there was more people there than I had time to meet. It, people came from all over the world. Um, Amanda Coleman, the Irish Angel, she came in from Dublin, Ireland. We had people from all over the United States as far as Seattle, uh, Texas, Maryland, New York. We had them from everywhere, everywhere all over the continental United States and the world. It was absolutely incredible. So I'm floored by it as well. So. If people want to get more information, best thing they can do is go online to BW, that's BWUnlimited.com. Get a hold of George Wooden. Tell him you heard about law enforcement today, and he will be more than happy to help you. What's amazing about this, George, is like me, you're a retired police from from Maryland, and right. we were talking about this. This is not something that's in the wheelhouse of most people in law enforcement, and yet no. you are very, very good at this. Thank you, thank you. Now, it's I, 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 for my own reasons, I had to do something other than law enforcement. I guess we'll talk about that. But now my way of giving back is to help my brothers and sisters across North America with these fundraisers that give back to charities. And I'll tell you, not only is, is it a, uh, a passion of mine to help you know uh, police officers, law enforcement, armed forces, but especially with the PBA, with the Police Benevolent Foundation, and our clients, uh, Patrick Cullinan and Andy Carrier and those folks down there, what they're doing with for PTSD really, really, really hits home. So, and that's such um, an yep. issue. It's been an issue. You've been around a while. I'm not saying you're an old guy by any means, but you're, you did I'm full, an old guy, too. You, you did a full career in law enforcement. I did 12 years, got hurt, got retired. PTSD was an issue when I was a rookie police. It was an issue when I was a teenager reading books by Joe Wamba about law enforcement. And at least now we're finally talking about it more. And by the way, for those of you listening that may be encountering problems with post-traumatic stress disorder type symptoms, and we're going to talk about a lot of that in this episode of the show, uh, there's help available. Check out uh, Help for Our Heroes program at Transformations Treatment Center online at helpforourheroes.com or call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. It is first responders, military, a separate program helping first responders and military. Phenomenal folks. So getting back to this, I understand why it's important for me to help with charities that help our first responders and military PTSD. Why is it important to you? Well, Jay, after 20 years in the Maryland State Police, 10 and a half of those years undercover, cumulative, I guess that's the right way to say it, it caught up to me. And every, from the start of my career to the end of my career, I, I liken it to building a stone wall. You know, small things with large things, large stones, small stones, they all build up a wall. And it surfaced in me. And um, it surfaced in me and almost ended my marriage twice. It affected my affected my career. It affected my family life. It affected my personal relationships with my friends. With me, it it, it surfaced so much where it caused major marital issues. We we were literally two weeks away from being divorced, my wife and I. But thanks to the grace of God and my wife, who I believe walks on water, she got me help and she was able to lead me toward help. And thanks to um, doctors and medications, I was able to 
it's changed my life. And, right. and when you say medications, one of the things that people need to understand is I know you. I've I deal with you quite often. We talk on the phone quite a bit. I, I met you at events, and uh, we're not talking about being stoned on a bunch of pills. Uh, that's not no. what he's talking about with medication. You would never know no. dealing with a guy like George that uh, PTSD was ever an issue. It just like seems like a regular squared away guy. Well, thank you. I, I um, believe it or not, before this, after my retirement, that's when it really bubbled up. I mean, you know how it is. It surfaces. And way it and I was talking earlier to Patrick Cullen and and it surfaces. It surfaces in drinking, alcoholism. Mm-hmm. It surfaces in gambling, marital issues, marital problems. And that, I mean, you know it as well as I do. That's why police officers across the world, all around the world, are known to be divorced. It's the divorce rate in the police in the police world is, you know, out of this world. So it surfaces in all these different ways and, and way it surfaced in me was anger. I had a lot of anger. In fact, when I started my business, you know, a long time ago, people would say I was really abrasive. They're very, very, very abrasive. Well, it was that anger. And then since I sought help, you know, and listen, at first I didn't think I needed help. You know, no, you know, you don't need to help me. There's I just need people to leave me alone. I'll be fine. Yeah. Just leave me alone. I'm fine. I'm not abrasive. What are you kidding me? I used to say I was a state trooper for 20 years. You know, how am I supposed to act? Right. Well, when no, and to be honest with you, and if you if you if you allow me, I'll tell you. In the morning, I wake up. The first thing I do is like you know, start coffee. I take my medication, and in my brain, I feel like there's a storm. You know, the the the, the, the lightning's breaking. The, the the I'm out in the middle of the ocean. The waves are crashing over me. I take my medication, and within minutes, the clouds part, the sun's out, and then the water's calm. And my brain calms down, and I'm able to handle stress a lot better, a lot better than I ever have. My relationship with my wife and my son, which is the most important about everything, is is a much, much, much better. And um, it's just it's helped me considerably with depression and anxiety. That's what I suffer from, and it all comes from PTSD from the things that I've been through when I was on the job. So, no, you don't you don't feel you don't feel groggy, you don't feel high, you don't feel. You don't feel anything. You just feel settled. And that's that's the help that I've found out. And it saved my marriage. I have the best marriage I've ever had. We just celebrated our 25th year anniversary. I'm, I'm so glad so, for, for you and your wife. And it, it takes a special type of person to be involved and be a supporter of, of law enforcement officers. When I talk about a spouse, and it could be male or female, it doesn't matter, and it's interchangeable, but over a period of time, I don't know if anybody in his career, if you do this long enough, you're going to see things and you're going to experience things that are going to affect you profoundly, and they are going to have, unfortunately, an impact on how you relate to those closest to you. And for many of us, it, it becomes arguing, it becomes isolating, it becomes withdrawing, it involves drinking, it can involve a lot of things you talked about, uh, gambling, uh, all kinds of compulsive behaviors. We're talking with George Wooden, a retired Maryland State Police Sergeant and also huge charity fundraiser. We're going to be talking more about PTSD and why he works so hard to give back. It's coming up on the Law Enforcement Today Show. Don't go anywhere. Epidemic, America's public health crisis. These are all terms that describe the current problem of drug and alcohol abuse in the United States. Countless lives are lost. 
and heartbroken families are too many to count. Transformations Treatment Center is dedicated to saving lives. Call 888-991-9725 and online at transformationstreatment.center. Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has many acclaimed treatment programs offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. And online at transformationstreatment.center. The Law Enforcement Today radio show has grown so much and so rapidly, we now have two Facebook pages. You can do a search on Facebook for Law Enforcement Today radio show. That's a new page. Be sure to click like when you get there and follow. In addition, we have our main page, which is Law Enforcement Today. So do a search on Facebook for Law Enforcement Today and be sure to click like and follow that one as well. Like I said, we've got two Facebook pages now. So when you have a chance, if you haven't done so already, like and follow our Facebook page. Do a search on Facebook for Law Enforcement Today radio show. Back to our conversation with George Wooden from BWUnlimited.com, charity fundraiser extraordinary, extraordinary I should say, and also retired Maryland State Police Sergeant. One of the things that, that we've talked about before, we, we've become close friends. So if I sound very familiar with George, uh, that's not my intent, but we do know each other very, very well. Absolutely. We're and, buddies, Jay. And my career in law enforcement lasted just about 12 years. I was hurt. Long story short, a guy tried to, an unarmed man, as the newspapers always say, tried to shoot me with my service revolver while still my hand and uh, while fighting over the gun. Fortunately, no one was was injured or, or killed, but I thought I sprained my wrist and I wound up having three surgeries and a couple of big steel plates and fusions. And I was retired at the ripe old age of 33. And for me, once I retired, things have been kind of tough for a little while with, uh, with PTSD type things. I didn't really know the grasp of how bad it was until I retired. And all those things I had being on the job, the coping skills were gone. I was just by myself. Right. And, and my wife and I, really, our marriage fell apart, and it fell apart quickly, and for us, it was uh, irreversible. Right. I, I, listen, I follow you. I, I, I feel your pain, and I lived the same life. I lived the same life. But I thank God, by the grace of God, I was pulled back over the brink by my wife. For me— She identified it as something bigger than me. I, I'm glad she did, and and for a lot of people, that isn't the case. And I, for a long time, I was very angry with my ex-wife. But I realized after a period of time, this is more than she signed up for. And I, I was a radically different guy when we were divorced than when we got married. And that was yep. caused by years of violence and trauma, not just violence directed towards me, gunfights and all that. It, it was just seeing the constant shootings and stabbings and, and the low quality of life that people went through all the time. Jay, nobody, listen, today more so than anything, nobody comes to you and says, oh, officer or trooper, because being a trooper, 
Oh, Trooper, it's so great to see you. And they wrap your arms around you and give you a cherry pie. There's, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. It doesn't happen maybe in a Norman Rockwell painting, but it doesn't happen. So that cumulative, uh, that cumulative building and building and building, constancy and trauma and constantly dealing with people that you've got to argue with and you've got to fight with, that, and you, we're taught that it's us against them, and us, the police, against everybody else. That's what you're taught. And you're also taught in the academy, you know, everybody goes in with this, this feeling, why, are you, why do you want to be a police officer? Well, because I want to help the citizens, the whatever, whatever, wherever you're at. But then as soon as you get in the academy, everybody's going to kill you. Am I right? Oh, you get, you get a heavy dose of that. You have to be prepared all the time, and that's the one thing they always tell you constantly. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're officer safety, you know, officer safety, this, that, and the other. Everybody's going to kill you. Everybody's going to kill you. A thousand different ways everybody's going to kill you. And so you, you, you walk in with that trauma put in your head, and then that's what you're ready for. And, and that creates a scar, and then it just keeps building and building from there. And I think there's something to be said about the constant, you, you, you alluded to it a few moments ago, the constant up and down. You go from incredibly boring to uh, uh, literally being a fight for your life within 30 seconds and then back to incredibly boring. And it is uh, it's like a constant up and down, up and down, up and down. And then add on top of that shift work. Yeah. Where your body can never get used to, you know, the normal rhythms of the world, you know, where you're. One day you're working, I mean, with me, one day you're working day shift, the next you work at midnight. So, you know, your body you can't, you're always tired, so your body's always thrown out of whack. And then you're exactly one minute that you're bored, you're going home, the next minute you're in a high-speed chase with a carjacker. You know, that, ha- that all that stuff's happened to me. One minute you're going, doing a, a warrant service, and the next minute you're about ready to lose your life. Yeah. So. You talk about, the stress, the up and down. You talked about the sleeping patterns. The other one was not being able to eat right around the same time every day. We were shoving coffee and sugar in our face while we're hustling to a call. And I, I can tell you on more than one occasion where you're driving that street nice and normal. You got a cup of coffee and all of a sudden a hot call comes out. And you got to run. You got to have lights and siren on. And you got to throw the coffee out the window and you forgot you didn't roll the window down. And it's all over right. you. Right, right. Then running in real quick to grab a burger because you you didn't pack lunch because you're just on the way you don't you know you grab a burger and run to a Seven Eleven or a little convenience store and get a hot dog or you know it's just you're eating bad you're drinking bad you're not sleeping you're dealing with stress then then you take that you know it's easy to say well don't bring it home with you that's a load of that's very that easy to happen. say a lot harder to do you can't you can't you ha- you carry it with you you. You bury it in your in your in, in your mind, but it, it believe me, it took, I took it home. One of the things in my my what in my marriage. One of the things I used to do was it was like almost like a mental undressing was taking off the the soft body armor, the center of the velcro, trying to change my mindset from being okay. Here you are, street cop, and a lot of bad things happened today. Now I got to be husband and father, and I'm going to be really good at it. And right, quite often I wasn't able to. Right. Well, I mean, just in my own life, I mean, I uh, I can remember being in the grocery store. I worked undercover in the same county that I lived. I can remember my wife and my young child son, my little young son in the, in the grocery cart. We're walking through the grocery store, and here comes somebody I'm buying from. My wife 
became trained, if I all of a sudden walk away out of nowhere, to know that I'm uh, that something's up. So just to keep moving. So that, along with everything else, you know, she became trained. So, well, one of the things I get the impression from talking to you is that it definitely created a lot of problems for you in your relationship and home, uh, your personal health, your mental health. But did you ever get to the point where you were coming in the most seriously depressed and, and thoughts of ending it all or it wasn't that bad? I'm going to, I'm going to be straight with you. Yes. Yes. Many times. And um, the reason I say that is because we've been talking about this forever, but lately yeah. people act as if law enforcement suicide is a recent issue and it's not. I, I, I tell people, I said, do you want to know my plan? You want to hear my plan? It's like, what do you mean your plan? Your My plan? How I was going to end my life? When I'm faced with divorce, my whole world's crashing down around me? It, you, it's, it's, it's reality. It's reality. And then you remove yourself from law enforcement. You're not living that life anymore. You still, you're still carrying that weight on your shoulders. Then what? Right, you uh, it, it, it just it just like you can't stop the demons that are you're carrying, and you can't get them out of you. I mean, if you want to talk, you know, talk about things that happened. I mean, I could I could tell you some things that I carry on a daily basis with nightmares that I see. Well, how about we do this? We when we return, we will talk about some of those incidents, some of the things that continue in our guests mind and nightmares and we all have them there's police nightmares and they are well they are different that's for sure this is law enforcement today show we're gonna do a short break we'll be right back so many people ask me how did i transition from police work to a career in radio what did i do to become a music radio dj plus host of the syndicated Law Enforcement Today radio talk show and podcast? The answer is simple. I attended the Connecticut Schools of Broadcasting, where I learned by doing. At Connecticut Schools of Broadcasting's 11 East Coast campuses, students have learned by doing for 55 years. Radio, television, podcasting, and now coding for web development. At the Connecticut Schools of Broadcasting, students learn in months, not years. Day and evening classes are available. Connecticut Schools of Broadcasting is perfect for those graduating from high school, adults looking for new career training, first responders, and veterans, too. For veterans, some or all your tuition could be covered by your VA benefits. Connecticut Schools of Broadcasting has locations in Connecticut, Florida, Georgia, Massachusetts, New Jersey, New York, and North Carolina. Connecticut Schools of Broadcasting training in audio, video production, television, sports, podcasting, radio, and web development. What are you waiting for? Get more information. Call 800-887-2346 or online at gocsb.com. For special offers and consideration, tell them you heard about them from Law Enforcement Today. That's 800-887-2346 and online at gocsb.com. Again, 800-887-2346 and online at gocsb.com. This portion of the Law Enforcement Today radio show is brought to you in part by Pet Rescue Life Facebook page. Everyone's welcome at the Pet Rescue Life Facebook page, where you'll find fun, informative, and enjoyable posts daily. Purebred, mixed breeds, rescues, we love them all. Be sure to like the Pet Rescue Life Facebook page. 
When you have a chance, be sure to go to our website, lawenforcementtoday.com, and download our free mobile app. We have a version for your Android and iPhone devices. It's 100% free. Get it at lawenforcementtoday.com. Back to our conversation with George Wooden. George is a retired Maryland State Trooper, State Police Sergeant. Funny thing is, I never know what terms to use with you guys. And I'm retired from Baltimore City, and we had... We joked with each other back and forth, and there were some rivalries and all that stuff, but there's a lot of mutual respect, at least on my part. You guys were the police. <laughs> we were the police. I remember being brand new at the academy and saying someone knocking on someone's door and said, the police. They're saying, who is this? It's the police. Who? The police. Who? The police. They go, oh, the police. Why didn't you say so? Right. The police. Yeah, so it's, it's Baltimore, babe. It's, Baltimore it's a, a different world uh, for sure. I, I was talking with someone recently. I've gone from being a street cop in Baltimore to being a, a radio music DJ and host of the Law Enforcement Today show, and, and what a strange trip it's been. And reality is, I don't regret a second of it. Now, that doesn't mean there are incidences or incidents that I wish hadn't occurred. There are many. And there are many things that, that the usual old saying that I wish my brain could unsee, um, but they can't. And I have... I have nightmares, not like I used to, but I do. And before we went to break, you talked about some of those and some of the incidents that led up to those. Yeah, yes, I did. Um, right from the start, right from the get-go, I was a, I was like one of those type A. I'm as you, you know me, I'm a type A, type A plus, right? And um, I, you know, I wanted to go out there and, and burn up the world as a police officer, as a state trooper. So, but. I remember um, one of the first things, and and, um, and I remember that the, the guy's full name, his first, middle, last. I could repeat it, but I don't want to, for confidentiality reasons. But um, myself and my and another trooper went on a warrant service, and it was in an apartment building, and um, somebody called in to turn him in, and all he had was a violation of probation warrant. It was like post five hundred dollars, and you get out of you know you get out of jail. Well. We went into this apartment and found him where he was, and um, he was obviously high on something, very aggressive. So as we were approaching him in the in the the, uh, the apartment, he starts to retreat back to the back side into a bed- bedroom, and my partner's in front of me, and I'm behind him. Well, this other trooper, because we don't have partners, but this other trooper's in front of me, and all of a sudden he screams, gun, and he screams and screams a gun, and he runs out. And as he runs out, he closes the door behind me. And this was a small apartment. And um, before you know it, we're gun to gun. He won't, when I am pointing at it, and I'm a brand new trooper, right? Brand new trooper. I've got my Beretta 9mm then pointing directly at him. And he it will, will not commit. He'll, he's got the gun underneath his, underneath his chin. And he'll bring it halfway down, but he won't point it directly at me. And I didn't pull the trigger, and I was screaming at it, drop it, drop it, drop it, drop it, drop the gun, drop the gun, you know, what seemed like forever. And um, before you know it, he turned the gun on himself and shot himself twice in the chest. And, uh, you know, and then I got out of there, but the door was closed. Well, come to find out, it was a death by cop, death by police officer, mm-hmm. suicide by cop. And um, to this day, I can, I can hear everything. I know his full name. I can repeat it. And that was 30 at least 30 years ago. Um, I see that repeatedly. I see, you know, one of my close friends 
Ed Totley, who was a trooper, um, I could see him laying on a gurney. He was murdered. Watching a young man burn alive on a bright Sunday morning, and I couldn't get to him. You know, these things just it's constant, and it builds, builds and builds. That the young man who burned um, myself and another trooper were on the scene. We couldn't get to him because everything was fully engulfed. And uh, for six for six hours, we sat in a crossover and cried our eyes out. Because, you know, that that's the days. But then, you know, everybody would just say, you know, come on, you're a, you know, you're a trooper. You're a trooper, you know, cowboy up, man up. You know, that you're, then you you try to tuck it down and you move on. And it's just cumulative. If the fights, the endless fights, the all of it, you know, endless but dead babies and bodies and, and being undercover and having guns pointed at you and, you know, you... It all just builds and builds and builds to the point where it almost ruined, ruined and ended my own life. So. The thing about the, the, the nonstop, and uh, by the way, all the things you talked about, the, the, the specifics are different, but I'm going through my mind and thinking a lot of the ones that are very similar I went through. And some of them pop up, and they come out of absolutely nowhere. I'm talking about pop right. up out of my, my memory, and it, it starts a physical reaction inside of me. That's where the adrenaline gets going. Next thing you know, I'm getting a rapid heartbeat. I'm getting some sweaty palms, some adrenaline, and I'm getting very, very tense as if I'm uh, right. preparing for a, a life-and-death fight. And, right. yeah, they, those life-and-death fights come out, out of absolutely nowhere. Uh, I, I'll tell you this, Jay. I, wanna, there, I live in a very small rural town very rural where i live there's a small store near me there isn't a day that goes by that when i go in there because my addiction is chewing tobacco that i go in there that i see somebody in there that i took a lot of money off of when i was undercover we seized a lot of money seventy five thousand dollars every day every day i go in there there's another guy who goes in that same store that we seized a bunch of marijuana plants over from that we locked him up for, for, you know, for manufacturing. It was illegal then. So that same thing, that same flight or flight, you know, you're looking around, you're constantly looking around. I'm always looking around. You know, my house is, I've got cameras everywhere, audio and visual, you know, so I have everything recorded. That's the life we live. We live. We lived, and we're still living it. Regardless if we put our badge and gun belt away, we're still living that. Yeah, that part doesn't quite go away. Uh, it no. just does and unfortunately for me i'm remarried and my wife understands what that term is used very loosely she understands how i get she may not understand what i've been through and i've told her little bits and pieces but not a whole lot but it's more important that she she's found a way to talk to me when things by the way when i'm starting to get out of sorts and, and i'll watch myself very closely i know you do too I watch my sleep. I try to eat around the same time every day. I try not to get stressed out. I try to avoid things that, that make me angry um, because anger can be a big, big issue. And you mentioned that anger became a big problem for you. Absolutely. I mean, anger, I'm, anger. I mean, I would get crazy aggressive. Did I ever beat my wife? No. Did I ever lay my hands on her? No, I didn't. Did I, you know, but just screaming and yelling, Screaming and yelling at people just got bad, you know, just just got bad. 
And it's so easy for people to place a, a value judgment on someone going through that. Maybe it's it's Hollywood, but they always loved to project at least one character in any type of cop show or cop movie that he's drinking too much, he's popping pills, he's a, a maniac, he doesn't get along with people, he's got a horrible anger issues, and they portray him as being an evil guy. And I say, guy, that's interchangeable for men and women. When we're dealing Absolutely. with something that's very, very sick. And, and by the way, before we go to break, I want people to understand how important it is to, to realize that if someone is being affected negatively, if your spouse is saying you're not the same as you used to be, you're angry all the time, you're not sleeping, you're having nightmares, you're drinking too much, whatever it might be, uh, help is available. And there's help from first responders who are therapists uh, in a separate program, but involves military veterans first responders and law enforcement only it's help for our heroes program at transformations treatment center go online to help for our that's help for our or give them a call if you got questions they've got answers numbers 888-991-9725 that's 888-991-9725 we're gonna take a short break when we come back we're gonna talk to george wooden more about his law enforcement career and more importantly what he's doing today because there is life afterwards and he's got a great life and he's found a great way to help nonprofits and charities give back all that more coming up in law enforcement today's show don't go anywhere we'll be right back if you've missed past episodes of the law enforcement today radio show never fear you can listen to them online as a podcast just go to our website letradioshow.com where you'll find all the podcast episodes and much more that's letradioshow.com the law enforcement today radio show has grown so much and so rapidly we now have two facebook pages you can do a search on facebook for law enforcement today radio show that's a new page be sure to click like when you get there and follow in addition we have our main page which is law enforcement today so do a search on facebook for law enforcement today and be sure to click like and follow that one as well this is the law enforcement today show i'm john j wiley joined by special guest george wooden george wooden is a retired maryland state police sergeant did 20 years correct george yes sir it's a long time it, it went by fast, though. It does. Oh we God. think back, doesn't it? I, I look in the mirror, and I see this old guy looking back at me. It's my father looking back at me. I don't know where everything went. <laughs> I catch myself shaving periodically and go, who is this old geezer across from yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I, I've got very, very white hair. And uh, I started graying, I think, at 28. And people say, oh, it must be because of policing. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's genetic, whatever it might be. But I certainly changed physically and began to change mentally. And we're talking about that. The term that's used a lot is PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. I I personally don't like the term disorder. And I think the term injury is is a better, better fit and might help contribute to alleviating some of the stigma. So injury of the brain and there's therapy and there's medication and life can be tremendously better. And you're a great example of that. Uh, I mean, really, you are busy, busy, busy with BW <laughs> Unlimited. Uh, just one thing you do. Tell people what BW Unlimited does. We, um, we are now, we're the number one charity fundraisers in North America. We help charities 
like the uh, Police Benevolent Association of Augusta down there, Southern States PBA, uh, plan, manage, and host incredibly successful, highly profitable fundraisers that right from the beginning are highly profitable. That's what we do. Big major events, bashes, galas. We've got a black tie event this Friday. We just came back from Augusta, which you and I and Robert were at. That's what we do with live auction, silent auction, raffles, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it's a big party. It's a big party. One of the things I look back on with a lot of nostalgia and reminiscing and very fond memories of, we we had a a charity years ago in Baltimore to help officers that needed assistance. And every year right around Christmas, we'd have a big dinner. We could all get off. We'd like 30 of us would get together, get a couple tables. We'd have drinks. We'd have food. Uh, We didn't have a lot of money. We're police. But we had a great time. And they raised money for this foundation. And I get a lot of those feelings from your events. It's a really good time. Thank you. You've been to two now, and you've but you're familiar with the other ones we've done. You were at the Police Animal Society of Baltimore. That was the St. Patrick's Blue Line Bash, right? Yep. Over there. Now you were at the Brothers in Blue Bash Augusta 2019 uh, edition of the Brothers in Blue Bash Augusta. So you've seen it firsthand, um, and you've you know you, we talk all the time, and you see me on Facebook and the things that we're posted on our fan page and all that. Yeah, it's. Basically, it's the way to go about it today. If you're trying to raise money, everybody tries to. It's I, I always say it's like shotgun pattern. They're trying to do everything else but what works. Everybody wants to come to a party, eat, drink, have fun, listen to music, and buy stuff, buy raffle tickets, and, and, and take home good memories from it. That's the whole thing. Oh yeah, the one we do in the in the for the Maryland State Police Alumni Association. You're talking 800 to a thousand people. They. People tell me all the time it's the biggest reunion the Maryland State Police has ever had. So it, they use it as a reunion, fundraiser, whatever. That reunion is now responsible for restoring the Maryland State Police Museum. You know, the Brothers in Blue Bash Augusta is responsible for helping police officers and their families all over the southern state. You know, the Police Animal Society, what they're doing, it just, just goes and goes and goes. So I'm such a believer that we've had we have quite a few nonprofits charities come on the show and we've had a few that we've introduced to you and they've done events. They've done very well. We've got a couple more that will be coming up in the near future. And so by the way, if someone has questions, you could always reach out to me, uh, send me an email, J at law go to our website, contact us page, uh, and I'll get it and I'll get you George's info. I'll introduce you and, and he'll, he'll educate you. He'll give you all the information. Uh, but I go back to what we said in the very beginning of the conversation. You're a road trooper. You did undercover narcotics for many years. You did drug interdiction on like I-95 in Maryland. And all of a sudden, well, not quite all of a sudden, over a period of years, you've transitioned from a great law enforcement officer to a phenomenal top-notch fundraiser. And thank you. many of us have said, I don't know what to do. I'm just a cop. So I default to what you say. How did you become this guy? Well, to be honest with you, um, when I retired from MSP, from Maryland State Police, I had been volunteering for years for major outdoor organizations. The Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation and Delta Waterfowl was their top fundraiser. And how I became so good at fundraising, I don't have a clue, Jay. I just figured it out. I just figured it out. And God was known around North America as this outdoor, because I used to hunt when I had time. Now I don't have any time to tie my own shoes. So a friend of mine said, and I, I just couldn't go back to it. I could, 
go back to another police department. I couldn't go back to doing security, you know, the normal police retirement thing, working in the courts or something like that. So a friend of mine said, you know, you're one of the best fundraisers I've ever met in my life. Why don't you start helping charities? Well, my wife and I laid it on the line. I think you know my story. We laid it on the line for three years. We literally almost lost everything we owned. And finally, after three years, it took off. And now we've been in business 12 years and we've helped celebrities and dignitaries and charities in every state in the nation. I mean, we just came back from Augusta. We're getting ready to go to New Jersey. Come back from there. We go to uh, Twin Falls, Idaho. Come back from there and go to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Come back from there. Go to Sedalia, Missouri. And it just goes and goes and goes and goes and goes. How how I got there, I, I wanted to do something different. I did not want to, because of what we've talked about, I did not want to go back into a law enforcement setting. And actually, oddly enough, the law enforcement charities around the United States found me um, because we had been doing armed forces charities. You know, I was a Marine before that. We were doing celebrity events. And the first one that found us was the Prince George's County Police Department, the canine section. They found us, and that was the first Brothers in Blue Batch we ever did. And then it just caught fire, and now we're helping uh, law enforcement charities all across North America. And I love it because these are my people. And to be very honest with you, they're the best clients for me to work with because they understand. They understand, okay, following the rules. I mean, you, you've, you've heard from Patrick Cullinan, and, you know, he's just said, look, I'm a cop. I, he, I'm, a, you know, I'm a canine handler. Uh, you tell me the recipe. I'll follow what you tell me, and now look at what they're, what they're experiencing. So that's how we did it. We just – and, it, it listen, being an entrepreneur is tough. You know, you just got to be committed to it. We stay committed. Now we're – we're really, really, really humbled and very lucky to be where we're at, being another, you know, um, number one fundraisers in North America. I'd love to help any any law enforcement charity out there. So just go to the website bwunlimited.com or reach out to me, and uh, I will be more than happy to introduce you. When I retired, I was retired in a line of duty injury and could not do anything law enforcement related, and it, it forced my hand to learn something different. Hence, radio became part of my life. And when you made the decision you didn't want to do anything law enforcement related, I get that. People think it's a steep learning curve. But here's one thing, and I've heard from so many people say, all I know is how to be a cop. That's all I know. And they don't realize the talent and the experience they have that applies to so many walks of life and so many areas of business that people really want to have working for them. Yeah, absolutely. And listen, and I'll tell you this. I'll extend my hand. If there's any police officers out there, law enforcement officers, anybody who's listening here that just wants some advice on business, on how to get started um, in business, call me. I'm always here. You know, they can get a hold of me. I'll give you some advice. I mean, once starting, but you listen. You you let you you know how to follow rules. You know the uh, you know what to do. You live a moral life. You live a good. You know you know what to do. You're self self motivated. You know what to do. You, you know, you could do anything you want to do, and that's what we did. And now we're very successful and enjoying, you know, a good life because of it. And I've seen so many other people do it, military, teachers, nurses, firefighters. There's so many people that have these skill sets and experience. Uh, get more details. Contact George. Go to the website, bwunlimited.com. Also, you can find him on Facebook. What do they search for on Facebook? BW Unlimited Charity Fundraising. BW Space Unlimited Charity Fundraising. 
it's a BW with a little uh, red or pink crescent uh, moon over top the B. And by the way, you've got lots of videos out there, and uh, it, uh, it it's great stuff. George Wooden, retired Maryland State Police Sergeant, also a charity fundraiser extraordinaire, one of the best, if not the best, in the United States. Be sure to get more details. Check them out at bwunlimited.com. Thanks so much for coming on Law Enforcement Today's show. Very much appreciated. No problem. Thank you for having me. For great news articles, past episodes of the Law Enforcement Today show podcast, Download our free app, the forums, and much more. Go to our website, letradioshow.com. That's letradioshow.com. On behalf of everyone associated with the Law Enforcement Today radio show and website, this is John J. Wiley. Until next time, see ya.